Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 73 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, have to, have to lead off with uh, how much you doubled down last week on the Houston <laughs> Outlaws. How are you feeling now after after the first weekend uh, of the Outlaws uh, play? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was quite an experience uh, <laughs> if you have to go back and you know listen to some of the statements i was making uh, on this show last week but yeah that was uh, you know you know perhaps uh continuing a tradition uh from texas teams of of uh underperforming my expectations but but yeah that was it was not a good week to multiple times talk about how good i thought houston was gonna be first it was dallas then it was houston and now both the texas teams looking like the two worst teams in the league um i'm fine with it because it it leaves my boston uprising out of the conversation for now uh, until they until they face houston this weekend actually so we'll see how that what happens there uh but yeah houston Man, I gotta. After this weekend, I gotta say, I I think this is the worst team in the league, at least for right now. They look like the least prepared team. I had no clue what they were doing. I mean, this this is just a nice transition to do our first game, which is Florida Mayhem versus Houston Outlaws, um, where the Florida Mayhem absolutely stomped the Houston Outlaws. Um, and this is even this is even more impressively bad for Houston when we find out later in the weekend Florida gets 0-3'd by Fusion. Everyone was like, "Oh, well, maybe Mayhem just they're way way." Maybe they're just good now, <laughs> yeah, which I do think they're better, but I don't think they're way way better like um, some people thought after the Houston match because they got 0-3'd to Philly um, later in the weekend. But yeah. Uh, what what do you think? There are a lot of issues for Houston, so we'll talk Houston first since we we're already there. What do you think the biggest issue though for them is, Joe? I mean, um, but part of it goes with my um, MVP for the week, uh, c- kind of because we have, um, like you said, playing uh, Houston. Did Houston play twice this past week, or was it? Yeah, everyone played twice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Houston played twice, uh, but particularly this first match against Florida, um, uh, really having a problem against, in particular, uh, uh, Yaki's May. Uh, so, in fact, that's uh, my my MVP for the week is going to to Yaki off the of Florida Mayhem. But uh, I, I think he may have even gotten Player of the Match this match. But um, just absolutely with the with the May walls in particular. Um, just not really having an answer for the kind of counterplay that lots of that we've seen from lots of other teams, um, and it, I mean you can see that even in the in the map score. I mean, um, it's it's two zero on control. Um, and I'm trying to remember who attacked first. I think it was Houston attacked first and couldn't cap um, on Havana, uh, and they had a decent defense, but but Florida picked up the one point there. Um, and three two and I can, yeah it was uh, it was not a not a good look for the outlaws despite um, running sort of the, the new uh, their new comes in because in fact uh, that was one thing I was going to highlight just in general about this week is for all the excitement of of seeing some of these teams for the first time um, noting the people we didn't get to see because uh, from Houston we didn't get to see uh, Dante we didn't get to see Linkser. Um, uh, both of whom, you know, 
um, armchair analysts now here in the the last week or so have been uh, you know wondering how they might have done um, against DC or against Florida. Um, uh, and we'll talk about other teams later. We didn't get to see uh, Lulzish, which I thought was interesting. We didn't get to see uh, Fury at all this weekend. Um, there's just some interesting choices there, but um, but but yeah, there's is not not a good showing from um, what as a Houston fan you would expect to be a pretty easy match, relatively. Yeah, and there seems there seems to be weird different stories, but I mean Lulzish has visa issues, so we can see him. Um, as far as like Houston goes, it seems like a lot of people had the flu, but they won't say who, because obviously they don't want to, I mean, first of all, saying people had the flu in the first place feels like an excuse. So they didn't want to go even deeper into detail and like just double down on the excuse of like, Oh, everyone just had the flu. Um, so we, yeah, we didn't get to see the only substitution we saw for Houston all weekend was repel came in for raucous at some points, uh, against Washington. So that was the only change up we got to see. Um, I guess the only change ups. Yeah, I was just interested in the Blase hydration um, duo here for sure, because uh, you had to have Blase. Uh, you had to have Blase, who's a mainly projectile player, play hit scan with McCree all weekend. So it did not seem like he was comfortable doing so. So maybe one of their other DPS players had the flu. Um, specifically Linkser, who is their hit scan man. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I expected to see Dante, honestly. He was kind of the face of the Outlaws last year, and we didn't see him at all this weekend, especially after getting 3-0'd. I'd, I expected them to switch it up a little bit, and they only switched it up a tiny bit, putting a repel in. Um, but yeah, and as far as for Fury, Poco goes that you just mentioned, I... I I'm guessing Poco's just better in this meta for now. Um, they're both really good players, so it's, it's hard to choose between the two, understandably. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I, admittingly, let's let's move on to Florida because you did mention Yaki's May looking pretty good um, in Houston uh, against Houston. Sorry. Um, any any other changes in this team that that impressed you this weekend? They they obviously three would the first game. Oh, three to to Philly late the next day, but I think the overall census is people feel this team's a little bit better, a little bit more together. Yeah, I'd say so. And I mean, you know, when uh, you, you come off your first match uh, with a three zero, you know, that's a good way, a good way to start the season. But um, yeah, good looks from uh, Karayan and Gargoyle, which sort of looks to be um, like the the tank or the, the primary tank duo. Um, here for Florida, we saw uh, good plays from from Gangnam Jin, who I think I want to say is former runaway. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, you, see, you know, so super um, quote unquote famous addition to this roster. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the off season, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a, you're a Florida fan, it's a super exciting thing to uh, to, to get started, uh, and obviously losing three zero to Philly. Uh, is you know more along the lines of maybe what you're expected to uh, see, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a team that hasn't 
they they haven't lost anything. Uh, I think it's fair to say in the off season, um, which I think is still um, in line with what we with what we were saying in some of our uh, off season analysis too. But it's just a matter of seeing how much, um, if anything, Florida may have picked up um, relative to some of these other teams that they're actually playing now. Yeah, um, it's been it was super interesting seeing seeing that not as much side player this weekend as I thought there would be. Um, a lot of BQB Yaki, I think side player went in for two maps, two of their six maps this weekend. Um, so that was, it's still, it's still work for them. Obviously not as well against, um, the fusion, but fusion pretty good after this weekend. And that'll be my transition into Washington justice versus Philly fusion, which is your game to watch. If you didn't watch any, this weekend absolutely and i mean i i don't know what else to pick i it's blank <laughs> for me uh, and there are literally only four matches this past weekend so um the, yeah i i would double down and say this is definitely the game to rewatch um i guess florida philly was also although 3-0 a little bit close um closer than the other 3-0s so i, I guess that one but this is definitely the one to rewatch um tons of big moments in here and it was it was just i think these were the two clearly the two best teams there this weekend washington and philly um we got so close to a map five because of some interesting philly strats on temple of anubis Um, (laughs) or or lack thereof yes uh (laughs) but i think we we should start in nepal because um to all the people who looked at Carpe's season last year and said, oh, Carpe is season one, Carpe is dead forever. Um, Carpe started off season three by saying, nah, he's he's not dead by uh, pulling out the widow on map three in Nepal and winning the map for them. <laughs> um, pretty insane, right? Oh, yeah, there was. Um, uh, it, it was crazy. I was actually um, messaging you as I was watching it. Uh, because first I was expressing my disappointment at uh, Houston losing to four to three zero, but but then right after that, yeah, this this first map of uh, of Philly versus DC, I was just, it was super good, uh, like legitimately. Even if you've listened to our show for two and a half seasons and uh, haven't ever gone back to rewatch the map or the the match that we say to rewatch, you should go back and rewatch Nepal of of Philly versus Washington. Um, yeah, just because just because of how good it was. I mean, um, just, um, uh, yeah, the, the widow swap on on Sanctum, uh, Carpe coming out of nowhere, clicking heads. I mean, it's you, you couldn't get much more scripted than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I mean, he literally he just pull, he was on McCree that whole map, and then he was just like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm switching to widow. Comes on out and he just he kills three of them, and then it's over. Uh, just amazing, amazing stuff from Carpe there. Um, and overall, I'm liking I'm liking this new fusion lineup a lot. There's no, um, as far as this meta goes, Ivy seems to be better at May than EQO. So there's no EQO. It's Carpe Ivy all the time. Um, Sato Poco, as we mentioned earlier, no Fury, just Poco. Um, and then there is no backup to Sato. He is the main tank. Uh, and then f- yeah. Funny Astro Alarm. Um, support do i think did pretty well both of them uh rookies um so and i think they did pretty well for their first weekend 
too. Absolutely. I mean, if you had, you're a Fusion fan, if you had to pick your favorite part of this this new lineup, what would it be? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the question. I mean, um, uh, I don't know if you've uh, mentioned your MVP yet, but uh, from these first couple matches, honestly, um, I think one, one of the things I was most impressed with um, is... Uh, I guess you could call it the return of uh, Sados Reinhardt. <laughs> you, you know, f- from wherever it's been yeah. for for however long. Um, but, but yeah, picking up a player of the match against DC, um, I, I believe it was. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, c- considering that's been, um, for lack of a better descriptor what he's been hated for uh, over over his his tenure at philly i mean uh it, it didn't look bad at all it didn't look bad at all um he's playing with poco um and that's it's a it's a good sign um against uh, what, I, what i think like you're right is probably a, a pretty decent opponent in in washington uh in particular yeah i think as far as washington goes i don't have much to say on them in the on the over the weekend i I don't. I think when Lulsish comes, I don't think Roar is going to be starting anymore. That's um, my opinion there. I think Lulsish, Ellie Vote, obviously they're like a duo. They're, they've been playing together for a long time. I think it's going to be switched. So I don't think this is their full roster yet. But they still look great this weekend, despite that. Um, obviously, Corey and Stratus still carry carry the hell out of this team. So they're they're really good DPS duo there. And now they they've added Aim God, who's Who's also pretty good, uh, but yeah. To go back to Sato, um, some heroic Sun Temple of Anubis. At some point, um, I can't remember because it's been a while since the game. But I, at some point, Philly was defending point A, um, and it seemed like it seemed like they were going to lose the fight. Sato, because Sato got picked super early in the fight, um, but he comes back to point eventually, and all of Washington is. Um, crowded in that little room next to the point and he just comes in with his Ryan hammer swings twice and kills two of them then shatters three of them and just destroys the entire Washington justice team uh by himself oh yeah <laughs> and I, at that point literally earlier that map Sato made some mistake that I was like ah oh, yeah Sato's still one of their weaker points and then he did that and I was like never mind he's the MVP of the week I'm I'm switching. I completely flipped it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sato's just super, super improved this weekend. And then against Mayhem, I was even more convinced. Like he's just he's he's doing a lot better going into this season. Both me and you on this podcast said many times, "Oh, Fusion should still look for a new main tank." Sato's not exactly the best person for the job, um, and he's proving a lot of people wrong who said that so far. Overall super impressed I, I know some people are some people thought they the fusion weren't as clean against the justice as they should have been um which is probably true yeah i mean you look at you look at uh uh dc's uh first attack too you, you could look at that uh for evidence there but mm-hmm. and especially at the end of temple of anubis when they were all just like aggro against them and then justice uh, back capped to force it to to another round um, when that Philly could have just won right there. So there are a lot of small little mistakes, obviously, but I I don't care about these small little mistakes. Like 
those over the season, those are going to be eliminated. I doubt we'll see that from the Philly Fusion come come week twenty seven or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> it's it's the beginning of the season. I still think the talent on this team is is just far and beyond amazing. I I really like the Philly Fusion this year, um, and I think this week showed it. I lots of talent, especially since Sato. Sato was like the thing I thought was going to be the one weak point, and he was the strongest point. So, big difference. It's always a good sign. Always. Um, anything else? Do you, uh, we talked the least about Washington Justice. Do you have anything to say about them? Uh, I, I mean, they're, um, sure enough, still looking good. I mean, uh, we, we saw Corey and Stratus come out, um, wreck face sort of the way we expected to. Um, we, we talked, excuse me, talked about the tank line missing, um, missing Lulfish, but I mean, Roar, uh, absolutely holding his own. Um, and, uh, and uh, I think Aim God, I, I forget in what context you were, you were highlighting his addition to, to DC, but, but yeah, Aim God in particular, um, super nice addition for, for Washington, um, that is, he's definitely going to be stepping up into his own, um, as we keep going. Yeah. Um, it's still, yeah, I, I like Washington a lot, obviously. I think their DPS is still as strong. I think arcs, one of their weaker points, but I think he's, I think he's one of the shot callers and translators for aim God and, and roar while he's in. So he's pretty valuable to the team still. He's like the captain almost. Um, but yeah, Washington still looking good. I still think they're towards the top, towards the top rather than the bottom. So, absolutely <laughs> all right um that was it this weekend lots and lots only four games so i mean you might as well rewatch them all if you did, didn't catch them um yeah was there any oh, go ahead I was, I was trying to think about you know production notes and general stuff from the philly homestand yeah that's what i was gonna um, ask actually. yeah um I, I, i've seen a lot of people uh i don't know that i've particularly gotten to the point of of this level of anger as 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 some other people i've seen but um there's a lot of comments online about how many uh ads and breaks and stuff there are i know there were several pauses during the games um for for one technical reason or another which is always annoying um i don't know it was uh there were there were fewer fewer cheez-its so that's something yeah Oh yeah, I did see um, that post on Reddit about about breaks and stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, because somebody even went through and yeah, they did like a time analysis mm-hmm. of how much was gameplay and how much was ads and how much was dead time and yeah, yeah. There's a decent amount of I don't know as a as a sports fan, specifically a NFL football fan, this ain't nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially like going to an NFL game and you don't have ads. Like it is so long. Like you don't. That's when you really realize how long the breaks are, um, because when you watch on TV and there are ads, you can like get up and like. Go, that's usually when I get up, use the bathroom, or go do something, um, or go on my phone. But like when you're at the stadium and watching, you're just like, oh, it's been like five minutes. How <laughs> like they're just standing there. They're just waiting for commercials to end. Whereas in like in Overwatch. Um, like when they're going to a new map, it actually does take a while for them to set that up. So those breaks are kind of more needed than the NFL. Um, but there are, 
the only breaks I think that are a little unnecessary are like in the middle of maps uh, because that's yeah. they definitely pause the game for that to happen. Um, so yeah, it'll do it like in between control rounds or something. Yeah, that's yeah. Those are, that's my only complaint as far as a break. I I think I think if you watch it, someone also mentioned with YouTube now you can tune in like an hour late and just fast forward through all the ads if you want. It's true. It's true because you can you can watch it you know quote unquote live but also delay it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, if you there are, there are tons of op- I mean there are tons of options like watching sports doesn't have like you can watch commentary like go on Twitch and watch the people who like a vast and all those people who live stream during the game, those aren't, then you'll get no breaks. Um, so I think there's a bunch of different options and people, people always looking for something to complain about. Um, but as far as production goes, there was like during watch point, I'd like felt so bad for, for Zoe because there were just multiple moments where she like, where she was talking and then she got cut off. And then at one point she like thought she was going to get cut off again. So she stopped talking and then they just awkwardly had her face on there for like five seconds. And then she started talking again and then she got cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Like God, just whatever's happening in that production room. They like, as a person who did that in um, college for, for school at some points, I know how high pressure it is. Um, Yeah. Well, you got to feel for him just with the, the, you know the the remote uh, the remote desk that's happening and a new location every week and yeah yeah it's it's crazy uh-huh. um, but you got to get some experienced people in there um, especially when you have sponsors like that I don't know everyone's watching get some you got to pay pay the experienced people don't, they're clearly doing budget cuts on a lot of the talent and stuff so yikes um yeah anything else from philly the crowd was great still uh classic typical homestand at this point which is awesome i'm not trying to normalize it or anything um but yeah fun absolutely and uh uh it's only a shame that uh we didn't get a i think it was supposed to be a shanghai homestand this this past week yeah, pretty sad but that's is, that is a good transition to the next piece of news because we finally have figured out um when we're going to get those matches played joe which is exciting for me because i'm just i don't know i for some reason i'm like super ocd about it and when i'm, I'm just like sitting here like when are they going to play these matches i look at the standings <laughs> and i'm like everyone's zero and zero when are they going to do something um but yeah they made uh they put out an article on overwatchleague.com it's only like it's the it's a very small article but it doesn't need to be long um, they're just saying that the matches um, that have been canceled will be played over multiple days in weeks six and seven at a studio in Seoul. A few of the makeup matches might be added to the Seoul Dynasty homestand. Might be added, so that's not official yet. Might be added to the Seoul Dynasty homestand in week five. The makeup matches will not affect the other scheduled homestands in week five, six, and seven, I, they didn't need to say that. I w- would hope they didn't affect <laughs> the other home stands. Yeah. I they have nothing to do with them. Um, and I mean, all the Washington, Florida, Atlanta home stands all include Atlantic teams, and the only teams that need to make things up is Pacific. That's the, that's I guess that's the one like plus side of how they scheduled this, um, because it's only affecting like one division in the Pacific actually right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just because they, uh, 
Yeah, because all the inner division stuff is, uh, or the, all the cross division stuff is later in the season for them. Yeah, yeah, it's all second half of the season. So, uh, yeah, that's um, we we don't know. Like they haven't like released a schedule of them or anything like that. They're just telling us like that's what's happening. Doesn't and it's not going to be online either, which makes sense. I think everyone, almost all the Chinese teams are in Korea already. Just a couple of them stayed in China, and then. I imagine so. I imagine they're going to Korea soon, anyways. And then a bunch of the, bunch of the people from the West Coast in America are already going over to South Korea because they are going to be at that homestand in Seoul. So, uh, whatever they got to play over there, they can stay there and do. Um, yeah, that's a, a fair way to fix it. Yeah, it's uh, we'll have to see. You know how or when or why they're able to. Or not why, but it, how or when, in what circumstances they're able to to stream those matches. So it'll be interesting, um, you know, whether they're like fully produced um, in the broadcast or if they're like played online, but like in a back room somewhere or how that works. Yeah, um, since it's in a studio, there's going to be no crowd. I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. I couldn't tell you, uh, but it does say all matches will be live streamed. So. I imagine they will try to get casters at least. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to the next piece of news, which is Gen G um, donating to uh, coronavirus victims. Uh, they're the Gen G obviously owns Soul Dynasty, and they are donating 100% of March homestand and merch sale proceeds to charities for coronavirus victims through the end of March. Um, and I believe this not only includes merch, it's also their in-game skins. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, so if you haven't heard about this, go in and buy some soul dynasty, uh, in-game skins right now, because you not only will get a cool skin, cause I think they got some cool colors, but you will be, um, helping some helping cure coronavirus. Which obviously is it's prohibiting a lot of people in China right now, um, and it's prohibiting this leak from starting in China. So uh, that would be super helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's and that's basically the only news that we have <laughs> this week. Yeah. I like I like good news though, good happy news. Um, both have to do with China, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's I haven't heard too much bad news about coronavirus lately, so. Uh, hopefully things start to clear up. I heard I've heard good news that a vaccine can be will be made quicker than previously thought. So that's nice. Um, let's move into week three then. Good old, good old epidemiology. Yes, oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, week three, baby. Um, it's in Washington D.C. Of course, uh, there's supposed to be two home stands again. One was canceled. Do you know which one was, was supposed to be this week? Hangzhou, maybe? Um, I can look at it up real quick. I think it's Guangzhou, if I had to guess. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a yes, safe guess. Yes, it was guess. supposed to be Guangzhou. Very safe guess. supposed to be Guangzhou this weekend. They, they host a lot of them, so very safe guess. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Other one was supposed to be Guangzhou, but we get some more Atlantic action. We have seen almost exclusively these teams, and we get to see them some more. Um, fun stuff. Uh, so we got three games per day. I think this is actually 
This is the first homestand where we have six games at a homestand. So that'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, we have every team from the Atlantic North Division, uh, but we only have three teams from the Atlantic South Division playing. Florida and Atlanta Rain are missing out on this one. Still so confused how Atlanta has not played. Like, just stick. I don't understand the scheduling. Just stick Atlanta in this week, right? Because they haven't played yet. You, you would think. that This is where you stick Atlanta in because they haven't played yet, right? But no, they were like, oh, we need three Atlantic um, we needed three Atlantic South teams. Let's pick these three that played last week and not the one that is, hasn't played yet. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're an Atlanta Rain fan, they they play next week um, in Houston. So you'll see them then. Uh, yeah, but for now, let's. We got four matches <clears throat> to pick from. Um, we do, just like always. Actually, Joe, if you want to, so obviously I work for the Boston Uprising. Um, but this this match uh, in most people's power rankings, Boston Uprising, Houston Outlaws, we're not picking between them because uh, I cannot. Uh, but this is considered by a lot of people to be one of the closer matchups this week. So I think you should talk about it, Joe, because this is by most people, not me. I, I think Boston's pretty good. Um, consider this to be a matchup of two of the worst teams in the league. So if you want to talk about it, be my guest right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, after, uh, it, we'll call it a lackluster opening week for Houston. Uh, <laughs> obviously, at Philly, um, but in Boston coming off a 3-0 loss to New York, which uh, I don't think really surprised anybody. Um, it, it's yeah, it's an interesting thing about uh, which losses were worse, basically. Uh, then you know whether uh, Houston falling to Florida was that such a bad thing, um, or or are they you know are they still good on paper? Is Florida uh, did did Florida earn that more than it appears that uh, they may have <laughs> over Houston? It's a hard hard decision to try to come up with, but um, but yeah. So the question, uh, you know, Boston or Houston, I. I almost, <laughs> I was gonna say, I almost want to lean into Houston again, but uh, we 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 know how well that that worked out in week, uh, week two. You know, for that reason, I'd um, if, if I were picking, I'd probably pick um, Boston in this one. Um, but, but I think it'll be it'll be telling, um, it'll be telling about Houston. Um, the, the result of this match will be telling about Florida. I think too. Um, because they don't play in week three, but uh, you know, if uh, if Houston picks up the win over Boston, that's uh, certainly a better sign for your Florida fans, I would think. Oh yeah, um, I'm. I personally, I pick Boston too, Joe. Boston's great. Um, go uprising. Um, but let's go to the games we're actually picking. If you didn't know, uh, me and Joe pick four games every single week even last week we picked every single game um and right now we're tied out uh, at five out of eight uh which isn't great but you know <laughs> yeah it's okay uh-huh we'll get we'll get there we'll make it up. It, it, it's it's only week three it's only I also week three. I, yeah i really should have picked philadelphia versus washington i was just trying to be spicy the first week me and joe all we picked the same <laughs> matches so i was just like trying to i was trying to switch it up a bit 
um, when I shouldn't have. Uh, but let's move on to uh, which I what I think is the game of the week for sure: New York Excelsior versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, this is uh, arguably the two best teams in the Atlantic Division uh, facing off against each other right now. It's the third week of the season. So this is exciting. The third game for both of these teams. First game of the weekend. Ugh, this is a tough, a tough match. Um, we'll do it the same way we've been doing it the past two weeks. You pick the first two. You pick first for the first two. I pick first for the second. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so you're right. I think it's it's probably even more than arguable at this point. Um, and obviously we haven't seen Atlanta's, Atlanta Atlanta's the only question here. Uh, but 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 my guess is that um, my guess is that you're right that these probably are the the best two teams in the Atlantic Division, um, which yeah that makes it all the more exciting that uh, for this one of two matchups that they'll have uh, uh, during the regular season here. Um, but and you know as much as we can rely on um, you know win quality after <laughs> after two weeks. Uh, you know, we, we saw uh, New York 3 0 Boston, 3 uh, 1 London, um, whereas Philly's got the 3 0 over Florida and 3 1 over Washington. So it's, it's, um, this is sort of similar, I think. I think uh, I would give the advantage to Washington over London, which um, actually we'll, we'll find out later. We're predicting, predicting mm. that match too this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, similar schedules so far. Um, similar skills in in the team. Um, yeah. So that all being said, I, I don't know. I think because I anticipate that we'll have similar picks, um, uh, uh, for 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 the rest of this weekend, I am gonna. Uh, I'll I'll take some time to be spicy as well. Um, and, and pick what is probably going to be the upset uh, of of Philly over New York for this one. Wow. Um, it, 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 and it, I think it is uh, sort of looking through here. It's, it's probably one of uh, one of the closer matches this weekend easily. But um, but yeah, well, I think it's not it's not crazy. It's not crazy to pick it. That I definitely way. don't think it's. I don't think it's too crazy at all. I know New York. I think both New York and Philly. They're both coming off their home stands, and I think they both dominated their home stands. Um, I think people probably think New York has the edge here. I think New York has the edge here. I'm going New York. Uh, we are going opposite here. But man, oh man, I could definitely see Philadelphia winning this game, uh, especially after last week. I'm just super impressed with this team. New York randomly has struggles. Um, so this, it could happen. I mean, Philly does too. Yeah, so. they're both super similar. <laughs> they're both super similar teams. That's the Atlantic Conference. Sorry, not division. Atlantic Conference for you. Um, they... There are some teams that just, you know, you're not as confident in. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm going NYXL here. They both have very vastly improved rosters from last year, though, so I'm very excited for this matchup. Um, the Washington fans are treated to two really good games, honestly, before their <laughs> before their game. That's nice for them. Um, two close games, at least. The second one, uh, not between top tier teams, I guess. Um, but yeah, the next one we're picking is the Washington Justice, uh, and they are hosting their first home stand of five this year. Um, they will be going up against the Paris Eternal, who I think turned some heads in New York 
uh, when they performed a little bit better than people thought when FD God looked pretty dang good on Lucio. Uh, but the Washington, Washington Justice has obviously been looking good. They're the talk of the town lately. Couldn't beat Philly, um, but maybe they'll have Lulsish by this time. I don't think so, but um, we'll see. Joe, who do you think wins this one? Uh, yeah, so I think it's it's pretty hard to uh, pretty hard to bet against the home team. Uh, is so far what we've learned uh, uh, at the these home stands. Uh, if it, for that reason, and just because of of how well they performed uh, last week against Philly and against, uh, I already forgot whether they played Houston or Florida. Uh, they played Houston, but okay. Uh, but, but Washington is going to be my pick here. Um, that I think they're they're uh, definitely looking like a pretty solid team. Um, and, and Paris is is um, uh, I'll call Paris solid instead of pretty solid, which is slightly lower <laughs> um, on the on the ranking of solidity. So nice. That's not that's a word. some science right there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Sunday. We are not picking NYXL versus Houston Outlaws, and I think you can all guess why. Um, we are picking the next game of the day, though, which is Toronto Defiant against the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, Toronto Defiant, we've only seen them in one game so far, and they looked... D- did you pick that other game? Did I? Oh, no, I didn't. I don't think I didn't. so. Why did I assume <laughs> I picked it? I just like it thought in my head. like I, I thought who I picked in my head, and I was like, yeah, I said that. Um, That's Washington Justice is going to win that game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going Washington Justice. <laughs> yeah, I could put, home crowd for, advantage is thanks real. Thanks for calling me out on that. <laughs> I completely skipped over. <laughs> but yeah, Toronto Defiance facing Philadelphia Fusion. We saw Toronto once, and they look pretty dang good and fun to watch against Paris Eternal. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, so are the Philadelphia Fusion looking like the best, some one of the best teams in this in this league. Joe, I know you were super hot in Toronto. Um, do they upset uh, your boys in orange and black? I, I think it's certainly going to be a, a good match to watch, which is slightly different even um, occasionally than um, it being a close match necessarily. But but it's going to be super good to watch. Um, uh, but I am, uh, I think, going to give uh, give my pick to Philly still, though. Uh, over this, I think, uh, like I said, uh, Philly, New York, potentially Atlanta, uh, potentially Toronto. I throw them in, throw them in there too as as top of the conference. But um, but you, you got to give the advantage to Philly, I think. Yeah, I am also going Philly. I as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I think this team's pretty dang good. While I don't think they're good enough to beat NYXL just yet, I do think they will at least three one this team, if not three zero. Um, I think Fusion's just a top tier. I, I got them winning this one. And we move on to London Spitfire versus Washington Justice. Last time we saw the Spitfire, um, they were going 0-2 in New York. Uh, the first match they showed promise. The second match, they did not show promise anymore. All the promise disappeared from this rookie roster, completely new, 12 new players. Well, actually 11 because um, they kept Krillin. Uh, but they still have a 12-man roster uh, against Washington Justice, who uh, this is their homestand. Um, brutal for London that they've had to now um, 
in New York face New York and now in Washington face Washington, and that's their only game this weekend. Is there any chance for these rookies to pull something out? Um, I guess I'm uh, first. I, I'm so sorry, Joe, that I made you pick first on the other one. Did I? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I guess officially it did. Yeah, it works out. Yeah, it works. We both pick the same, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll pick first for this one, um, and I'm going Washington Justice. I think this team is pretty dang good. They're at home. London is a rookie team. If they're going to be good, it's going to show up later in the season, I really think, um, especially after that game against Paris. I was just I, – I, at first against New York, I was like, oh, this team's looking okay. And then um, the rest of the weekend, I was just like, nah, they're not. <laughs> um, what are you thinking, Joe? Yeah, uh, it's the same sort of thing. I don't think um, I, I don't think these teams are on um, the, uh, sort of the same competitive level, which is, <laughs> this is sort of uh, this is sort of shocking, I guess, to say, but. Um, or that it, in that it's a big statement, but I think it's 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 true enough to say that yeah that I think um, Washington definitely have the solid advantage here, um, which sure enough means that our picks are pretty similar except for that uh, first match Philly New York. That's the one everyone's going to be watching. Um, first match of the week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. Um, oh yeah, I also skipped over this um, Patchman. You want to? Tell tell the people what's happening this week with uh, the patch. Yeah, so if we remember um, from some of the, the preseason uh, information we got um, about patching in the Overwatch League, um, as we go week to week, I'm going to try to keep everybody updated on what patch um, what patch the Overwatch League is playing on, um, just because that's super helpful. Uh, so the first first couple weeks, they were playing on the patch with. Um, um, it was the Lunar New Year patch. Um, so when Baptiste's Immortality Field got a nerf, um, May's Blaster got a nerf, and Diva's Boosters uh, had a cooldown buff, and uh, those were among the big changes there. Uh, but now here on uh, starting this weekend in Washington, Overwatch League Week Three, uh, they'll be on the patch that is currently live, um, which went live on the twelfth of February. Um, which includes uh, nerfs to Briggs Armor Pack. Um, now deals only two thirds of the um, the armor overheal that it used to uh, at a slightly slower rate. Um, Symmetra's secondary fire uh, was buffed to a little, little bit increase of the damage from 120 to 140. Uh, Widow got a nerf to her um, scope charge time. And Wrecking Ball got a nerf to um, the the CC of his pile driver. Uh, so those changes will be live in the competitive patch um, starting this weekend. Interesting. I don't think any of those really affect the meta that much. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, I don't think I so. I think out of those, like, Symmetra has played a decent amount. Brig was played by some teams. Um, but both of them still pretty low. So Symmetra might get a get a boost since she was already played a little bit. Wrecking Ball was like never played, so that'll that'll push him back even more. Uh, Brig, I guess, is going to be played barely. And then what was the other one? 
Widow, Widow was sometimes pulled uh, out. Yeah, Widow got a nerf. I guess Carpe <laughs> might have not have pulled that map out. <laughs> the nerf. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we saw Widow sometimes, but it seems like everyone's really focused on McCree. So I don't see any change to the, to that comp that is McCree, May, Reinhardt, Diva, and then um, Ana, Lucio, usually, right? Or Moira, Moira yeah. either Moira or Ana. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on the team. We've seen some Baptiste, oh, yeah, too. yeah, we've seen some Baptiste. Um, we've, st- we'll st- we've still seen some, some variants f- from what I just said, but... Uh, it seems like that's the main comp we'll still see. All right. Anything else to say before we sign off? A little bit a little bit of a quicker episode. That's true. Low on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it as far as that All goes. All right. Um, if you want to follow us on our personal social medias, mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. Um, Joe tweets out uh, our MVPs every week alongside some graphics for our picks, stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty great. Go follow us there. On the flank show at gmail.com is our email. You can email us or you can tweet at us if you have any questions, any corrections from the show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube channel, which is John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter We are on iTunes, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy another homestand this weekend.